Praise God. Amen and amen and amen. Good morning, my beloved family in Christ. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, and I'm here this morning to serve you by the Spirit of God and in the grace of God. This day's episode of our fellowship with the world. That means we are hanging out. We are eating of the Lord. We are fellowshipping with him. And the Bible says, as we do so, we also are being transformed to his own image from one level of glory to another. Praise God. This is very important, beloved. And please, I need you to pay close attention because if we walk in the spirit of God, there will be no confusion. There will be no frustration between us and God. We have understanding, we have clarity, and we know where we're going to. Now, it is important for you to pay close attention to the truth that what God is trying to do is to remake you and I, is to make us the quality of persons that are like him. Please, I need to repeat this over and over again because the failure we have had is where our eyes have been pushed to is what we have used our faith to do. Faith was supposed to bring to pass what is impossible with men. Faith was designed to bring out spiritual realities and make them to materialize. Faith was supposed to bring out eternal life and make it tangible. Faith was supposed to bring out immortality and make it possible. Faith was supposed to dig into the realm of the spirit that our lives are lived in that realm, not from the outside. Unfortunately, what we had called faith was an attempt to use faith to produce the things that we ought to produce or to use faith to produce the things that human beings can produce. For example, a car is made in a factory. It's not a spiritual thing. It's not in the spiritual realm. I don't have to go into the realm of the spirit to bring out a car. But please listen to me. Eternal life is only possible in the realm of the spirit. To bring out from the wells of salvation can only be done by faith. That means that you look into Christ and you see the reality that is in Christ, and then by faith we bring forth that which is in Christ. So that brings me back to the same thing I've been saying over and over again, and by the grace of God, I hope I can continue to say the same thing, because once it sinks into your mind, then things begin to change. The blessing of God is in the quality of person that he makes us. He came to make us sons. He came to make us to be like him and that quality of person has a control over things for example look at the life of christ christ did not use faith for things he only brought them to pass when there was need for money in order to demonstrate to peter that he can get money anywhere that he was not lacking money he could get it anywhere he instructed peter to go to the mouth of fish to go and bring out money why did he do that he wanted to show peter what kind of person he is what kind of authority that he had that look i don't have physical money here but if i must get it from the mouth of fish it's also possible praise god when his disciples saw a crowd of 5,000 people, he asked them, how can we feed these people? They looked at him and said, are you okay? It's impossible to feed this number of people. Watch this. 
Why did his disciples say that? It came from who they were. It came from their person. But you see, where his disciples saw impossibility, he saw possibility. Why? Because of his person. He could see things different. In this country, everybody, including the experts, are talking about recession, talking about how bad things are. Everybody can say that you look at the same thing because of the person that you are. You see something different. Watch this. When you see something different, your action may be different. When everybody's running away, you can decide to begin to invest on one side because you are not driven by what they see. You are seen different because of the kind of person you are. Jesus' faith was not for things, but his faith was in himself to bring to reality things that were not. So somebody dies, everybody's crying, wailing, shouting. They said the person is dead. Jesus looked at them and said, no, the lad is not dead, but sleeping. The same thing, they told him Lazarus was sick. He did not rush to the scene. He waited a few days. After he has died, he now said, let's go that we wake him up because he's sleeping. In the natural, with the natural eyes, everybody saw death. But when Jesus looked at it from his own eyes, he saw life. Praise God. May you see from the eyes of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. May you look around you and in every situation you start to see in the eyes of the Spirit. Beloved, that's why I keep saying this over and over again. The faith that is pointing you to material things is actually deteriorating the power that we have. Faith ought to be inwards that it transforms us to the kind of person that sees things differently, that acts in a different manner. When people see quarrel, you see peace. When people see misunderstanding, you see wisdom. Don't forget, I have said this over and over and over and over again. The way we respond to opportunities comes from the kind of persons we are. The way you would decide things today, the way you see things, the way you see your today, the way you see your tomorrow, even your expectations comes from the kind of person you are. Beloved, that is why Christ did not come to give us things because things were here already. He came to give us a life. The fullness of that life makes us masters over circumstances. Just like Jesus showed us when he needed a place to eat a dinner, he simply said to his disciples, go into the city, you will see a man holding a bucket of water. Just tell that man that the room he prepared, I need it because I want to hang out with my guys and have dinner in your place. And he said to them, the man will oblige. And it was so. His mouth created things. That is why the interest of God is to make us, don't forget, our faith is in words. We are supposed to look in the eyes of the Spirit and begin to see immortality. When we see it, we desire it. We're supposed to look into the realm of the Spirit and begin to see a body that repels sicknesses. And we start to focus our mind on that. Friends, Faith is supposed to bring intangible things, things that are humanly impossible. Faith is supposed to bring it to reality. Praise God. So let me rewind one more time. God's business, God's interest is in the quality of persons he makes us. He comes to make us sons. 
He gave us his spirit. He blessed us. He anointed us so that in the same way Christ lived, we ought to live in that same manner as the sons of God. Praise God. Amen and amen. Don't forget how we got here. We began to talk about the God life. That is also what we've been talking about. And this series has been going on for months now, talking about the God life, talking about manifesting the God life, bringing to reality the spiritual truth that is inside of us because God is in us, bringing it to manifestation, bringing it to reality so that my mouth can taste it and your mouth also can taste it so that the spiritual reality becomes our experience and it becomes our testimony and it becomes our songs. So for the past week, we've been looking at it from the angle of manifesting the character of God. Don't forget the God life is in his character and we've been talking about that character. What is that character, friend? It's love, the manifestation of the divine love. Remember, it's not human love, it's divine love. That love that conquers, that love that heals, all you are anger, all your frustration, all your fears, it breaks down all the chains that has held you bound. It brings you to the place of freedom where you start to see yourself the way God sees you and you start to see life the way God sees life and you start to respond to people not like a human being but like a God being. Amen and amen. Don't forget he came to make us God beings, friends. I'm saying this over and over so that we begin to walk in the light of God. Remove your eyes away from things and put your eyes away into the spiritual reality so you can see who you are. That person that you are or you are becoming will become a master of circumstance, a master of situations where you have control over natural things. Praise God. Amen and amen. I promise to read John chapter 13 beginning from verse 1 to 5, and I'm going to do that this morning. And please, I want you to pay close attention because we're looking at how Jesus manifested the character of the Father, how Jesus demonstrated that character even with his disciples. Verse number 1 says, Jesus knew that the night before the Passover will be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the father's side. So this was the last night with his disciples. If you're going to be away from the people that you love for a long time, one of the things that you do is to give them the final lesson, to tell them the combination of everything you've been telling them. So that's exactly what Jesus was doing here. Now watch this carefully. Let's look at the character of God. He says, all throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. Again, all throughout his time, all throughout his time, the Bible said with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. Please, I need you to know this. I told you that the greatest conquering force, the greatest transformation force, the greatest restraining force is love. 
Jesus won these people over by love. That's what I was telling you, beloved, that God in Christ did not conquer us by power. He won us over with love. These disciples will all end up giving up their lives, not because he asked them to, but they love him back to the point that their lives worth nothing to them. They were willing to joyfully sacrifice their life. They were willing to joyfully be beaten because of the sake of Christ. Why? Because they experienced the reality of his love. And friends, that's what I'm saying. For us to win the world today, we have to demonstrate the character of God, which is the love of the Father. The Bible says, all throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. Beloved, watch that. Even though he has already demonstrated this, but this last night, he also wanted to show them the full measure of his love. Let us see how he did that. Don't forget, Jesus, we are trying to get this man to become like him. He didn't give them too many commandments. He did not give them too many rules. He did not say, if you serve me, you will die. He did not say, if you leave my cover, bad things will happen to you. He did not say any of that. No, he won them over by love. And in this light, Jesus had a need, extra need in him to demonstrate more of that love. Verse 2 says, before their evening meal had begun, the accuser had already planted betrayal into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Watch this, watch this again. Even this line shows you what we've been saying. The Bible says the enemy had planted betrayal where? Into the heart of Judas. He did not do it by voodoo power. He did not stay one place and push Judas so that Judas could no longer control himself, so that Judas lost all authority. No, the Bible said the enemy inserted betrayer where? Into the heart of Judas. Once betrayer was inserted in his heart, his person became the betrayer. What Satan wanted to do, he became. Friends, don't forget what I'm telling you. Everything that has happened to you, that has happened to me, is trying to change and remake us and remove us away from the kind of person God has made us to be. This is why we eat of the word on a daily basis, that we are being restored over and over, our mind centered, because the idea is to make our heart how it is supposed to be. Don't forget, if betrayal is in your heart because somebody else has betrayed you, that is what you will do. If gossip is in your heart, that is what you will bring out. If biting is in your heart, that is what you bring out. That is why our heart must receive the fullness of the love of God, so that out of that heart, we can give you that praise God. Amen and amen. So let's read further that we may understand how this love was demonstrated. Now watch this. Verse number three. Now Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed all things under his control. Let me read that again. Now, Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed, not some things, all things has been placed under his control. That is power, beloved. Knowing that all things 
has been placed under his control. For he had come from God and he was about to go back to be with him. Watch this. He came from him. Going back to him is that he has fulfilled all that he was supposed to do. In fact, the betraying of Judas was supposed to launch him into the fullness of what he was supposed to do. Now that Judas was ready to play that part, Jesus knew that every authority, all things has been placed under his control. Watch that because I'm going to shock you now. He knew that all things had been placed under his control. If you know today that everything, the life of man, everything in heaven and earth has been placed under your control, what are you going to do, beloved? What will I do with that kind of power? How will I demonstrate that kind of power knowing that all things has been put under my control? What will be the next thing I will do? What will be my action? How will I react? But watch this, beloved. That's why I keep telling you, the blessing of God is in the quality of who we are. And in this place, Christ has become that person that had control over all things. Shockingly, the Bible says in verse number four. So three again, knowing that everything had been placed under his control. What did he do? Verse number four. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist, five. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dried them with his towel, knowing that all things has been put into his hand. What did he do? He washed the feet of his disciples. Beloved, that is not what a man who has control over all things should do. A man who has control, a man who everything has been given into his hand. No, that's not what he should do. But don't forget, the Bible said that Jesus wanted to demonstrate to them the full measure of his love. Let me give you a little background here so you have a better understanding. In those days, it was the least commonness of all the slaves. That is the least of all the slaves in the house. They were the ones who had the responsibility to wash the feet of people before they enter the house. Remember, it was a dusty place. So for you to enter the house, your feet needed to be washed. It was the least of all the slaves that washed people's feet. Here we are. We have the one who everything, who God himself had placed all things under his control, playing the role of the least of all the slaves. Friend, watch this. Our faith has been so much corrupted that the first time I heard about feet washing, it was feet washing for breakthrough. It was feet washing to get a visa. It was feet washing to get something. And then the lesson is lost. The lesson Jesus was trying to show here that the heart of a man that manifests the character of God is to serve even the least of all men. And let me tell you, this will happen. The more you grow into the reality of this gospel, the less you see yourself. That's exactly what happens. I don't have to convince you about this. I don't have to pray over it. I'm just telling you, if you yield your heart to the gospel of Christ, this is what will happen to you. The higher you go, the less you see yourself. If you know why, because your eyes is pointed to Christ. And as your eyes are pointed to him, as he is, so you are manifesting. Don't forget, the more we see him, 
we too have been transformed to the reality of his own image from one level of glory to another. Don't forget, friends, my desire and your desire is to bring to pass that which is supernatural, that which is contained in the God life. That's what my focus should be. That's what your focus should be. And that's what our prayers is focused on. We desire and we yearn that the God life becomes our reality. I've gone a little further this morning. So let me stop here and come back to you again tomorrow. And I'm trusting that the Holy Ghost will continue to open my eyes and to open your eyes that we start to see the realities of who we are. And as we see, it becomes our tangible experience. Please enjoy your day. Shalom.